Immigration Advocates Network podcast. Hello, welcome to our podcast. This is part of the Immigration Advocate Network series on perspectives in immigration reform. Today, we will be looking at faith-based perspective for immigration reform, and we welcome two guests. Kevin Appleby, Director of Migration Policy of the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops, and Lance Conklin, Director of Immigrant Legal Services, Technical Unit. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you for having me. And welcome, Lance. Thanks for uh, inviting me. So, Lance, let's start with a brief introduction to you and your organization, World Relief, and your work at your organization. Um, yeah, I work for World Relief, which is a, uh, an international relief agency. Um, in the U.S., the primary focus has always been on receiving and placement of refugees. We have 25 offices throughout the U.S., but about 20 of them provide immigrant legal services, which um, World Relief has done actually since the 80s in the amnesty period. Um, I myself have been in immigration law for about 16 years. I also have a Master of Divinity from Golden Gate Baptist Theological Seminary, have been a pastor as well. Uh, but my focus has traditionally been in the business immigration area, although I have worked in across the board on many areas of immigration law. In some ways, I joke that I've done just about everything there is in immigration law, although technically not true. I have, I am unique in that a lot of the immigration attorneys don't focus across the board. Um, the work we're doing right now in immigrant legal services is we do provide direct client service through our offices as well as in the home office we do um, largely religious worker petitions and have a hotline with a couple of our denominations where people call with questions. Um, we also have an immigrant legal support network um, where we support other practitioners uh, which primarily our focus group being uh, those that are starting uh, immigrant legal services in churches or Christian organizations. We also support the work of our offices through the home office. We also do training. We've done the 40-hour training three times in the last couple of years and have another one planned in June. Thank you. And Kevin, can you please tell us about your position with the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops and a description of the work that USCCB does? Yeah, I'm the Director of Migration Policy for the U.S. Conference of Catholic, Catholic Bishops. Um, immigration and Refugees is a huge ministry for the Catholic Church across the country. Um, we're an immigrant church. Uh, we've grown with the, the nation over the last 200 years. So um, we do a lot of advocacy on immigration-related issues, including comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, and why do we do that? Well, for us, it's an institutional issue. What do I mean by that? It means that every day in our parishes and our social service programs and our hospitals, someone asks us for help because their loved one's about to be deported or has been detained or a family's being separated. And unless we can help them change the law, we're not going to be able to help them. So um, we're involved in immigration-related issues because it's a justice issue, but also because we see the humanitarian consequences of a broken system every day. Uh, and in our programs and uh, in our parishes, so that's why we're involved. We um, so we advocate on uh, immigration issues before Congress, before the administration. Uh, we also have a programmatic aspect to our work. We are the largest resettlement agency for refugees in the country. We resettle more refugees than many countries do uh, per year, and we we sell them in dioceses th throughout the nation. 
um, our Catholic Legal Immigration Network, who we work with very closely, also um, provides legal services to undocumented immigrants and to uh, asylum seekers and helps work with the dioceses to uh, represent people on immigration matters. Um, so we have a wide variety of services that we provide. We also um, serve human trafficking victims and children who are without parents who come to the United States. So we are sort of a one-stop shop, if you will, on immigration refugee matters. Um, and we're working hard on the immigration bill right now to try to make sure it's the most humane bill possible, uh, brings as many people out of the shadows as possible and into the mainstream so they can become citizens one day and keeps families together, which is really the most important issue for the bishops is to keep families together that we see are being separated every day with our enforcement regime across the country. So look forward to the conversation. Thank you, Kevin. Now, Lance, Kevin talked a little bit about, you know, who is the constituency, the folks in the parish. Can you address that as well? Well, we um, our motto is stand for the vulnerable, and our, our mission statement is empower the church to serve the most vulnerable. Um, we're, our focus is we believe that God works through its church and that we feel that it's the church should be the one providing uh, help for the most vulnerable, which we believe immigrants are one of the most vulnerable people out there. Uh, and our mission, our goal is to empower the church or provide tools or ways that the church can help the most vulnerable. And since we're the relief arm of the National Association of Evangelicals, the church focus is our, our main focus is the evangelical church. And really we feel that one of our, although we have not necessarily stated this in our literature, but overwhelmingly we feel that all, with all the work we're doing for um, immigrants is really to kind of change the heart of the evangelical church, which has not always been very positive towards immigrants. We see it changing. We've helped see that change. Um, but our hope is that we can see that, you know, that the church do more in that area. Um, and so, you know, I guess when we think of our constituency, it is the immigrants in the one sense because we do provide services into helping those that are vulnerable, the refugees that come here, those that are here. And on top of that is our constituency is the church to get them out to doing and helping the immigrant as well. Because really, if you look at um, studies that have done, um, even, uh, immigrants are the fastest growing segment of the evangelical church. Upwards of 25% is focused on uh, immigrants. And in some cases, it's the only growth, particularly within the Hispanic community. So this is a growing area within the evangelical church that a lot of people within the, that within those Churches, you know, obviously have taken notice. This is their constituency. This is their people. And when they kind of engage with us, it's us helping them meet the needs of their constituency. Thank you, Lance. Kevin, can you talk about the background of your organization of and of the Catholic Church in immigration services and the immigration debate in broad terms? Well, we've been involved in the immigration deba debate for years. I mean, we've been trying to get a conference of immigration bill through uh, first in 2006 and then in 2007. Um, and um, unfortunately, we failed at those times. Hopefully, the third time's a charm. Um, you know, the church and other faith groups play a special role in the debate. Um, you know, often the issue of immigration is discussed in economic terms and rule of law terms and national security terms. 
Um, but ultimately, it's a humanitarian issue. It's about human beings and how they're treated and uh, the morality of our system. And I think what we, the role we try to play and the role that other faith groups, including World Relief, tries to play is how uh, we can raise that up um, and treat people as human beings as not, and not as uh, quote-unquote illegals, as if they're from another planet or something. Um, so that's what we try to focus on. We try to focus on certainly um, ensuring that, that human rights are protected in the immigration system and their families are kept together. And um, that's our uh, <clears throat> our main focus. And as I mentioned in my uh, previously, you know, this is an institutional issue for the Catholic Church, um, but it's also a moral issue. I mean, we have a rich teaching on immigration, uh, both from gospel-based and then through um, papal teachings over the years, <clears throat> that, you know, that migrants have certain rights attached to them as human beings uh, in order for them to survive and support their families, and those rights should be recognized by sovereign governments. So we come at the issue not just as um, uh, providers of service, but also with an undercore theological and philosophical view that uh, when, when our elected officials discuss an issue that has such an impact on human beings that their first concern should be the human rights of these persons um, and their human dignity, and they should look at every issue through that, through that lens. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, we find that might be the last time, the last thing they look at in many of these issues, but we're trying to raise that up as a priority in the debate. And I think over, over time and being joined by World Relief and other groups, we're going to be able to succeed. And I, I think we are seeing sort of a sea change among the American public on this issue as well in terms of the polling out there. And the American public, of course, is always way ahead of their elected officials. Uh, but I think part of the reason for that is, is uh, our churches and other churches talking about this in a, in a moral way, in an ethical way, in a humanitarian way, which people might not always think about. Thank you. Lance, do you want to add to that? You mentioned that one aspect of your work is sort of to change the heart of mm -hmm. the evangelical church, and it sounds like you share sort of a common interest with the Catholics. We we do. We, I mean, we do now. I, I would say that I don't know if that's always been the case per se. I mean, like I said, we started, we did get, a, a you know, about 10 denominations to deal with uh, amnesty back in the 80s, and we hired a bunch of people to help with that. And then I think since that time, we've done immigrant legal services through our organization. But Overall, the idea of immigration reform and, uh, you know, the emphasis that Kevin described on, on, the, on the stranger that is in our land, that has been more of a recent strong emphasis. I would say it kind of started 2006, 2007 when the last time we saw immigration reform came, we started talking about it, meeting with some denominational leaders. Then in 2009, uh, Matt Sorens and Jenny Yang wrote the book Welcoming the Stranger. Uh, which is really taking a biblical perspective on immigration that has had a big impact with a lot of people. Because uh, Kevin, Kevin brought up the point about kind of the moral aspect. One of the things that we have found is that, yeah, you can talk about economics, and I think there's very strong arguments for why, you know, uh, immigration reform is, is, is better economically. But I like Kevin kind of hinted at there, or almost said, is that oftentimes when we start talking about economic issues, then people become a dollar sign. And I'm talking to somebody that was in business immigration, and I understand the economics of a lot of this, 
But, you know, immigrants are valuable for the sake that they're, you know, they're immigrants, they're people. And we've really tried to kind of shape that out where we can talk economics, but let's talk about it from a biblical perspective. And generally we feel when we do that, we kind of always win that argument because there are a lot of passages that deal with the, uh, the stranger. And one thing that Matt and Jenny have done is we call it our learn and discern uh, kind of project or, or, or program where they go around in churches and sometimes people, the pastor will interview Matt Sorens on his kind of faith journey when it comes to immigrants. And um, it really is to focus in on having that conversation within the church. And we've seen a huge impact to that. Um, some of the other things that have occurred really more recently are uh, the evangelical immigration table that was started by, um, uh, that was brought together by the National Immigration Forum where the the goal really was to bring together the evangelical groups uh, to, in support of immigration reform with the belief that if they could do that, that could tip the scales. We would like to say that it is. I think, I think that has had a huge impact. Um, and another thing that we've done is something called the G92 conference that is something, again, along what we call that learn and discern um, package where we go to kind of usually very conservative Christian universities to like have a one day or two day event to talk about immigration, immigration reform, immigration issues. Um, and the G92 stands for the number of times that the word ger or which trans, that's the Hebrew word for stranger or foreigner, it's the number of times that it shows up in the Old Testament. And what I often like to tell people is that if it's mentioned 92 times in the Old Testament, it must be important to God and so therefore it should be important to us. Thank you. Let's look at the current immigration system and how it impacts immigrants in your communities and what changes you would like to see, your organization's principles for immigration reform. Can we start with you, Kevin? Sure. Um, well, the bishops came out with several principles several years ago um, in a pastoral letter they wrote with the Mexican bishops, um, Strangers No Longer. And... Um, of course, bringing people out of the shadows is probably the biggest goal for the bishops' uh, path to citizenship so people can earn their citizenship over time. Um, and this, I think, passage of that provision or that program would really go a long way to solving problems that we see every day in terms of family separation and people living in fear or people being deported. Um, if you can bring 11 million people out of the shadows and get them on the right side of the law, and make them full members of our, our communities, then then you're going to lessen the need for enforcement for a while at least, and um, you're going to prevent all the tragedies we've been seeing with with parents being separated from their children uh, on a daily basis. So that's that's the first thing we're trying to achieve. We also would like to see the immigration system maintain its its focus on family reunification. Um, Family unity has been the cornerstone of our system for years, and we want to keep that um, and improve it and, and, and shorten the waiting times that people have to wait in order to join their, their relatives or their immediate family members uh, legally um, in, a, in a legal fashion. Um, thirdly, we'd like to see you know some sort of program that allows low-skilled workers to come in and work uh, safely and securely um, and through ports of entry as opposed to across the desert. Um, this is a controversial issue, often known as guest worker programs, um, but the bishops support it because we already have a big guest worker program called 11 Million People, 
were undocumented. So uh, the humanitarian interest here is to try to prevent people from crossing illegally, give them a legal avenue to come and work so that they don't have to navigate the dangers of smugglers and drug cartels and border patrol and, and death in the desert, um, which we see currently. So those are the three main principles. We also believe that the future, uh, the long-term solution to the problem of irregular migration is is to look at the root causes. We're, we're a global organization. Many of the faith groups we work with are global organizations, so we see why people are coming, what happens to them along the way. And we need to look at the source as to why people are coming and what can we do as a country to help uh, allow them to live in dignity where they where they are, um, so they can support their families in dignity and that they have um, protection from violence, which uh, we see in Central America and other places today. So those are our main goals. Um, we hope to stick to them and, and achieve them uh, before the year is over. Lance, the same question when you're looking at the problems with the current immigration system, how that impacts the immigrants in your communities, and what kind of fix you're hoping to see? Well, I think we see the same things that, you know, that, that um, the Catholic Church is seeing uh, with, you know, 11 million people that are in the shadows, um, and it's um, ridiculous to, uh, to allow that to continue, and the need to kind of deal with, you know, as everyone has used the term a broken immigration system that is not does not fit the current reality. Um, it's an older system. It was based on prior numbers. Um, and, you know, I echo a lot of what Kevin said about, you know, you know, particularly even like the guest worker program. You're right. I mean, people are coming. They're going to come. Um, you know, we want something that helps that. And, you know, I think also from our perspective, too, is that, you know, granted people come for all for kinds of reasons, but you know, people are coming really because, you know, they want to feed their families. And, um, and you know, a, a passage that Matt Sorens also mentions about the New Testament, how it talks about how, you know, a man of God is, is one that, that takes care of their family. And a lot, a lot of people are coming just because they, they want food and they want uh, to at least provide something for their families because they, they can't get it anywhere else. We've kind of also support, um, as I mentioned, we've joined, we're part of the Evangelical Immigration Table who came out with a statement last June, uh, which is um, respect for God-given uh, dignity of every person, protect the unity of the immediate family, respect the rule of law, guarantee secure national borders, ensure fairness of taxpayers, and then establish a path toward legal status and or citizenship for those who qualify and who wish to become permanent residents. And, and so those are the principles that our organization is that we have been upholding. We'd like to see something that, that, that hits all of those markers and, you know, really fixes this current situation and comes up with a system that uh, will, will work better, that will eliminate the need for people to come here illegally, uh, that even the, the people that are, that are well qualified, that it won't be so hard for them to come here. That for those that you know, literally are just looking for some extra work, and we have that, and we know that we, that a lot of the people working in the field, despite you know what some organizations may say, you know it's not necessary. It, it is. These are the people that are going to take that work and want the work, and we need to create a system that allows them to come easily and also protect them as workers in the United States. Now, you must have other 
you know, faith-based organizations that are your allies in the field and on Capitol Hill. I'm wondering who are some of those organizations and then also whether there's any that you would like to have join you that you think you'd like to have on the same side of this discussion. Well, there's a wide range of faith groups involved um, from, you know, mainline Protestant groups, um, Jewish communities involved, uh, the Catholic community, broadly speaking, uh, is involved with um, religious orders, etc., and now um, we have an evangelical group um, that's involved and is really making a difference in the debate, including World Relief, National Association of Evangelicals, um, the Southern Baptist uh, Convention, uh, and others who are adding their voice to the debate. Um, so I think we pretty much have cornered the market on faith groups, if you will, uh, being on the right side of this issue. Um, We've worked some with the um, LDS Church um, behind the scenes. I, they're um, not as, as inclined to be publicly involved, but they uh, have worked with us behind the scenes to uh, to affect change. So um, I think it, when it comes to faith groups, uh, faith groups are um, all in on the immigration issue. I think the challenge, of course, is bringing along the flock and uh, the people in the pews and you know, uh, the faith groups have wide constituencies. It's just like uh, any any large group of people. You're going to have differing opinions, people who disagree, people who may not um, uh, go along with your program, or people who may agree and don't get on the phone and call their elected officials. It's, it's not something that moves them terribly. So the, there are challenges within that and, and how we can motivate um, those in the pews to, to 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 be politically active on this issue and to 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 contact their legislators will really make a difference in the outcome of the legislation. I think. And you know, how do you engage the folks in the field, Lance? You mentioned a couple of uh, programs that you have going from church to church: the Learn and Discern and the G92. And and what about on the Catholic side, Kevin? Are you aware of outreach efforts to local communities and getting the word out on behalf of immigration reform? <laughs> I'm more than aware of them. <laughs> <laughs> I generate them. Um, you know, we send we send materials uh, to all our bishops and to the diocese to, to work um, with parishes to get folks signed up. We have a, a campaign called Justice for Immigrants, um, which clinic is part of and other Catholic groups, which... Uh, focuses on uh, motivating the Catholic flock and, and mobilizing them. Um, there's a website, uh, justiceforimmigrants.org, that you can get all sorts of materials on the Catholic position on immigration reform. Um, so we've done various things. Um, we have bishops who are speaking out, writing op-eds, etc., um, to try to get the faithful moving. So um, it's not always easy. We always Sometimes we get pushback. Sometimes we get called names. <laughs> it all comes with the territory, but by and large, people are supportive um, and are willing to get involved. We just need to make sure that, that now they're more involved than ever. Right. And Lance, is there anything that you wanted to add to your list of outreach efforts? Well, um, one of the things that, um, you know, and I, it isn't kind of formulated, but we are actually also trying to get a number of the denominations to kind of come together to um, 
help with the uh, immigration reform if it comes in through, you know, providing immigrant legal services on a massive scale as well as um, getting churches to serve in maybe more of a, you know, for those that don't want to do that, but they want to serve in an informational capacity, kind of a welcoming capacity. And, you know, we're, at this time, it's still kind of working on that plan, but it's our goal. We would like in the 80s, we did in the 80s, we'd like to see that again this time to really bring them into really meeting the, the enormous need that will be there, you know, should immigration reform pass this, this time. Good. Kevin, you mentioned justice for immigrants. Can you tell us how people can find out more about the issues that matter most to the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops? Sure. If, if um, They can either go on our website, um, www.usccb.org slash MRS, and, and look at um, our information there, or they can go on the Justice for Immigrants website, www.justiceforimmigrants, all one word, .org. And there they can um, sign up, either sign up on their own for the for the everything we send out, or they can send a postcard to uh, Congress asking for humane immigration reform, and then we can have their information in the database and send them more materials. So that's one way to be involved. We also have uh, a monthly calls updating folks on what's going on on immigration um, that folks can join as well. Thank you. And Lance, where can people find out more about the issues that matter to World Relief? Well, from our website, um, worldrelief.org, for the particular work of my um, or, uh, my department is um, under our work, Immigrant Legal Services. Um, we also, um, they can find out more too, we have, a, have another website called uh, welcomingthestranger.com as well as uh, g92.org is also another website that we uh, that is geared more towards young people um, and college-age students. You can get more information as well. Well, thank you. Thank you so much to Lance Conklin, Director of Immigrant Legal Services Technical Unit at World Relief. And thank you, Kevin Appleby, Director of Migration Policy at the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops. We appreciate hearing from you and your perspectives for immigration reform. Thank you for having us. Thank you.